Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Four Verticals Podcast. I am your host, Maurice Phipps, and this episode is being recorded on August 4th, 2021. Now, today, 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 we have so much news to cover, especially when it comes to the NBA and basketball in general. So without further ado, uh, let's get right into it. Before we start off on free agency, which I know everybody is clamoring about because the past few days have been uh, pretty crazy for the most part. Um, I do want to start with a mini recap of the NBA draft just uh, just because, you know, it, it did happen um, last Thursday, if if I'm not mistaken. And I didn't I didn't hadn't get a chance to cover it yet, even though basically most of us are already passed the NBA draft anyway. Um but um, I just want to do a little mini recap. So with the first pick, the Pistons uh, unsurprisingly selected Cade Cunningham. The second pick, uh, the Rockets selected Jalen Green. With the third pick, the Cavaliers selected Evan Mobley. Raptors selected Scotty Barnes with the fourth pick. The Magic selected Jalen Suggs with the fifth pick, which is an interesting uh, – it's, that's, that's interesting um, because, you know, they do have Markel Fultz. We still – uh, questions surrounding him are still there. So for them to take Jalen Suggs, uh, it might suggest uh, um, it might suggest Markel Fultz taking a little bit of a lesser role in the Magic offense or the, the Magic as a whole, or potentially you know them saying, "Hey, we tried this experiment and it's over with. Uh, we just can't seem to get him healthy. He can't seem to stay healthy. Stuff like that." So I thought that that was an interesting pick. Um, Thunder drafted Thunder drafted. Excuse me, Josh Giddy with the sixth pick. Warriors drafted Jonathan Kuminga with the seventh pick, uh, and then pretty much. From there, there weren't any, you know, super surprising picks. Although, where is it? Where is it? Um, a lot of people were, a lot of people weren't so high on the Spurs drafting Josh Primo with the twelfth pick. They think that he he could have, uh, they could have potentially gotten him for, you know, at a, at a lower pick. They probably could have traded down. Mate, that might have been the case. I don't know. Um, we saw last year with the the Bulls, they had the fourth pick, I believe, and they picked up Patrick Williams. They definitely could have gotten him at a lower uh, spot, could have traded down. But um, when it's come, you know, turns out for the Bulls that they drafted a a really good player. So uh, I'm not too much against the uh, the Spurs pick. Um, they saw what they wanted and they uh, they got it. So good on them for you know biting when they had the chance. Uh, as opposed to potentially losing out on something, someone who they uh, wanted their organization to pick up. So that's pretty much it for the uh, draft recap. Also, before we uh, move on from this, I do want to, again, I, I know I've covered this uh, pre in a previous episode. I do want to extend my condolences to Terrence Clark's family. Uh, rest in peace, Terrence Clark. If you did not know that he was a NBA draft prospect to more than likely be uh, drafted in this year's draft. He died in a car accident uh, a few months back. Um, the NBA held a wonderful tribute to him, inviting his family on stage and making Terrence Clark an honorary NBA draft pick. So um, again, just want to extend my condolences to Terrence Clark's family, friends, everyone that was affected by this uh, tragic loss. Now, enough of the sad news, because that was very sad. Enough of the sad news. Let's get into probably the what I care about the most this week, most definitely. But uh, it's free agency. Free agency 
has gone very, very interestingly. Um, so first off, if you did not know, I am a Bulls fan. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cover the Bulls free agency moves first and everything else is going to take a back seat. If you don't like it, oh well, because I am very, very happy with the moves that the Bulls have made so far. Uh, I believe our first our, our first move. Why can't I, I can't talk today? This episode sucks. <laughs> um, our first move was signing Lonzo Ball. A lot of people have wanted Lonzo Ball to come to the Bulls for uh, some time now. Um, this Bulls offense really needed a little bit of uh, not a little bit a lot of playmaking uh, defense. Also, Lonzo Ball provides both of those at a very very uh, high rate, elite rate. Eh, I would say elite. Very, he's a very good defender and a very good playmaker, right? So with us signing him, I was I was <laughs> I was very very um, I was very happy when that happened. Uh, then what what happened next? Okay, so we signed Lonzo Ball. Why do I not have this pulled up? Wait, I know I do have it pulled up. I'm just ignoring it. Um, hold on. Okay, so. We oh yeah so we we dealt the uh, a signing trade with Lonzo Ball he got four years eighty five million um, I'm a hundred percent I'm a hundred percent okay with uh, getting Lonzo Ball at that price point especially because when you see some of the other numbers that these free agents have gotten is absolutely uh, head scratching but we got Lonzo Ball with a signing trade for Garrett Temple and Tomas Sadoransky and a second round pick that's fine right. That's totally fine. I am very okay with that. All right. So then we look at some more fragile moves that the Bulls made because we weren't done. We we were not done at all. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to find the damn. For whatever reason, I just can't seem to pick up any of the the moves that the Bulls made on my computer. I don't I don't know where uh, why why it's not put, picking up. Um, because I know what we did. I just want to get it in order. Um, all right. Anyway, whatever. So another move that uh, we made was we signed Alex Caruso, which is I, – I, I like that a lot. He brings a lot to the defensive side of the ball. He's not a bad um, offensive player. He can, he can definitely provide a little bit of energy coming from – you know, coming coming off the bench, which is more likely what he's going to do. Um, I, I saw a little bit of uh, rumblings about Derrick Rose potentially coming home, and I was all for that. Unfortunately, he signed, uh, re-signed with the Knicks. We're going to talk about the Knicks and what the hell they've been doing because I don't, I don't know. Um, and then, you know, I believe yesterday – was it yesterday? Yeah, it was – no, it was two days ago. Whatever. Um the news comes in that we signed, guess who? DeMar DeRozan. And now, I have been a huge proponent of DeMar DeRozan. has been very underrated for the past three years that he's been uh, in San Antonio. So for us to land DeMar DeRozan after landing Alonzo Ball to pair up with Nikola Vucevic and Zach Levine, that's a huge W for us. And I'm very excited as a Bulls fan because I have been so ashamed to call myself a Bulls fan for the past, I want to say like five years. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I think we made the playoffs in 2017, and we haven't made them back since. Um, 
So the future is looking very bright in Chicago. Uh, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm so ecstatic to see what this Bulls team can do. Hopefully I can see us back in the playoffs, potentially even win a playoff series again. Who knows? I might be getting a little bit ahead of myself, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, so those are some of the moves that the Bulls have made. I think that the Bulls are still trying to make some more uh, roster adjustments because they still do have the Lori, uh, Lori marketing who, if a team really wants, we can definitely package him in a deal to retrieve some uh, wing player wing. I don't, I don't know. We, we can, we can deal him for something. Um, and that's always a positive. So what, what else was I going to say? Oh yeah. So we have, uh, our, our starting lineup is more than likely going to be Alonzo Ball at point, uh, Zach Levine at shooting guard. Zach Levine has been underrated for a good amount of time. Now, I think he's in the conversation with uh, some of the premier young guard talent in the league. Um, unfortunately, he hasn't gotten to showcase his talents in the playoffs because the Bulls have sucked, and that's no fault of his own. That's just, I mean, some some team has to be at the bottom of the standings, you know what I'm saying? So. Um, we have him starting at the, the two guard. We have either DeMar DeRozan or Patrick, uh, Patrick Williams starting at three and, uh, the other one starting at four. And then we have Nikola Vucevic who has been super underrated for damn near his entire career. He's a very, very good center, arguably, uh, the number five, six center in the league. I might even put him over Rudy Gobert potentially, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, so yeah. The Bulls are in very good hands. Um, I'm very, very excited to see what Bulls basketball holds for the future, um, and especially for this season because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to us getting back in the playoffs and we can, you know, we're we're moving in the right direction to get this rebuild over with and so that we can start contending uh, relatively soon. Um, we we locked up Zach Levine for. A decent amount of money I think two or three years ago uh, we're definitely gonna extend him he is our franchise player and he is uh, dare I say one of a top 25 player in this league um, we got his guard duo we got uh, a, pl a playmaking a wing player who plays good defense who can create his own mid-range shot you know we have outstanding rookie talent in Patrick Williams and we have a solid center we have a solid center. Our bench is also looking pretty decent with Alex Russo. We signed someone else, and I don't remember who. And it's kind of making me, it's kind of pissing me off because I, 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 I was excited. I was so excited for uh, all of the roster moves that the Bulls have made. I forgot to bookmark tweets like um, that actually <laughs> detailed the roster moves that we made. So it's a little... Uh, Oh, uh, we signed Tony Bradley. This was like in the morning when I woke up. We signed Tony Bradley. Uh, he was also a, a good piece of who I, you know, who I saw that that we uh, we acquired in the free agency. Um, unfortunately, we did have to lose Thaddeus Young. We also had to lose who else? Do we have to lose uh, our center Daniel Daniel Tice. We did have to lose Daniel Tice. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm I'm very I'm very excited for Bulls basketball and what the Bulls have to offer. Now, uh, my Chicago bias out of the way, probably besides the Bulls, no, this is definitely the biggest uh, roster moves that have been made. The Lakers, 
let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about it. So um, the Lakers started off by making a very weird move. Um, they traded Taylor Horton. No, um, they didn't trade Taylor Horton Tucker. They traded Kentavious uh, Caldwell-Pope, Kyle Kuzma, Montrezl Harrell, and I believe a pick for Russell Westbrook. Now, when I first got the news of that, my head was I, – I, it was a head-scratching move because they traded so many of their valuable pieces that they could have used to um, build roster depth for a star, a star player. And in my opinion, that was not it, – it, it was stupid, you know, um, because they had traded so many of their assets away, and at this point they were going to have to build their team through free agency, and the Bulls were snatching up free agents left and right. They even snatched Alex Russo from them. So the first day of free agency was very bad. I, w- I would say the first day of free agency was terrible for the Lakers because all they did was make that move. And then it turns out that um, LeBron has changed the game in ways that we have never seen before. Um, so, and when I'm, you, you'll know what I mean when I say this. Um, also, this is a reason why LeBron is personally on my Mount Rushmore of basketball, but that's besides the point. So, you have Carmelo Anthony, Trevor Ariza. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I ha- no, I have to pull this up. I got to pull this up because I don't want to forget any. I don't want to forget anybody in this. Uh, in this. Hold on. Where is it? 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 Damn it! Where is it? Okay, all right. So let's let's just start from the top again. We got uh, the Lakers signing Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Trevor Ariza, Wayne Ellington, Malink Monk, Dwight Howard, Kent Bazemore, Kendrick Nunn, and them re-signing Taylor Horton Tucker. Carmelo Anthony is coming to the Lakers on a veteran minimum. Trevor Ariza on a veteran minimum. Dwight Howard on a veteran minimum. I believe Wayne Ellington is also coming to the Lakers on a veteran minimum. Potentially even Kent Bazemore as well. I know they're not paying him that much. I think it's also a veteran minimum. The Lakers have somehow, in a matter of two days, transformed their roster into uh, from LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Westbrook, and nothing else, into... This team is going to the NBA Finals and probably going to win against the Brooklyn Nets. Now, there's been discussion on whether this is a super team or not. Um, I'm going to cut it short and not going to give very much explanation as to why my answer is my answer. Uh, yes, this is a super team. Um, no, I don't care to explain. No, I don't care if it's a super team or not. Although there is something to be said about LeBron. Always, It, it seems like it's tradition for LeBron to just... Thanos snap half of his roster away and re-sign with entirely new players. I don't know why. This is crazy. Uh, Yeah, LeBron is LeBron's nickname is LeGM for a reason. (sighs) Now, I was getting away from the Lakers. There was a bunch of more um, crazy free agency signings. within the past few days. I'm going to start from today and just make my way down. Um, John Collins, this was extremely recent. 
Um, John Collins signed to a five-year, $125 million deal with the Atlanta Hawks. Congratulations to him. Kemba Walker signing with the Knicks after being bought out by the Thunder. I don't know what the hell the Knicks are doing. I don't know why they needed more guard talent, especially when they're trying to develop their young guard talent. I don't get it. They have Kemba Walker, Derrick Rose, uh, Manuel Quickly, and R.J. Barrett on the same team. All are going to be, you know, Kemba Walker is more than likely going to be starting. We know Derrick Rose is going to come off the bench as a sixth man. So they're stunting Quickly's development for what? I don't necessarily know. Um, uh, I already covered Tony Bradley, and his character is going back to the Celtics for a one-year deal. Victor Oladipo is re-signing with the Heat. Terrence Davis is signing with the Kings. Uh, re-signing with the Kings, excuse me. Um, and this is day two. Uh, Rudy Gay has signed with the Utah Jazz. Two-year, $12.1 million deal with a player option. Congratulations to him. Bruce, ba- Bruce Brown excuse me, is re-signing with the Nets. Sam Decker is has signed with the Raptors or has agreed to sign with the Raptors. Uh, Nemanja Bialica is signing with the Warriors. Rodney Hood is going to the Bucks. James Johnson is going to the Nets on a one-year deal. Andre Drummond has signed with the 76ers for a one-year deal. This is a terrible move by the 76ers. What the hell did you, I don't I don't I can't begin to explain how much of a bad move this is, especially because you haven't traded Ben Simmons yet. So what exactly are you doing? What I don't I don't get it. Um, I believe Andre Drummond has signed with the Sixers on a uh, veteran minimum. So uh, yeah, met after after his poor showing with the Lakers. I don't get how anyone is really interested in Andre Drummond especially not the 76ers and the spacing issues they have on the floor. They have a guard that can't shoot who just cost them uh, a, a ticket to the Eastern Conference Finals, potentially even the finals. And they have a center who is continuously injured, but when he isn't injured, is clearly the best player on the floor. I don't get how you sign Andre Drummond in good faith and think that that's a roster move that will improve your roster, because it's not. It's not going to improve your roster. It's going to make the spacing issues so much more apparent than when Al Horford was on the 76ers, because at least Al Horford could shoot. Andre Drummond can't shoot. So, I don't know. Um, The... The 76ers are just, yeah, the, pro- the process is definitely over with. I will be very shocked if within the coming weeks that we don't see Ben Simmons move somewhere. Um, my prediction is Portland. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, the 76ers are very, very confusing as to what they're doing with their organization. Moving on to more free agency signings, Taj Gibson is going back to the Knicks for a one-year $2.7 million deal. Gorgie Jang is going to the Hawks. Robin Lopez is going to the Magic on a one-year one year deal. Abdul Nader is, uh, I believe, returning to the Suns for two years. Uh, Didi Luzada is going to the Pelicans on a four-year deal. Patty Mills, this is another big uh, big name for agency move, is going to the Nets on a two-year $12 million deal. I already mentioned Carmelo. I already mentioned Malik Monk. Stephen Curry, Wardell Stephen Curry, just signed a four-year $215 million extension with the Golden State Warriors, making him the only player in NBA history to sign two 
$200 million contracts. Congratulations to Wardell Stephen Curry. Without a doubt, oh shit, I bumped my mic. <laughs> uh, hopefully you guys didn't hear that. Without a doubt, one of the most highly coveted generational talents I've ever seen, and he deserves to be paid like one. So, Again, congratulations to Stephen Curry. I believe in his last year, he's going to make $56 million in one year. That's absolutely insane. And he's worth every penny to this Golden State Warriors organization, as we've seen for the past five years. Moving on. Tony Snell is signing with the Blazers on a one-year deal. Taylor Horton Tucker is signed uh, back to the Lakers on a three-year $32 million deal. Um... I don't know how he got that much money, um, but he did. So shout out to his agent. His agent is is, is very good. Um, but with this, I expect Taylor Horton Tucker to see more rotational minutes because as of recent, we haven't seen him really play too much, especially in the, uh, in the championship run that the, the Lakers had in the bubble. I don't think he got very many minutes in those uh, playoffs. I already talked about Kendrick Nunn. Ish Smith is going to the Hornets on a one-year deal. George Hill signing with the Bucks. Markeith Morris signing with the Heat. Uh, and Bryn Forbes re-signing, well, not re-signing, going back to the Spurs on a one-year deal. That was day two. And now we're going to day one. Uh, I mentioned the Lonzo Ball signing already. Big, big fan of that. Um, probably the biggest, I don't want to say mistake, but the biggest head-scratching move of, I don't want to say free agency, but definitely of day one, Chris Paul is staying with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, he, he renegotiated his contract to get more guaranteed money. Uh, smart move by him. But the Phoenix Suns, get this, they're paying him $30 million a year on a four-year deal. Chris Paul is going to be 40 years old, making $30 million dollars. I don't know why they resigned him for so long. They could have easily gotten him for a, a, a two-year. Or I would have, no, 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 no. I would have, you know, I don't know. A two-year probably would have been the best for them because I, I guess you want to say if this is their championship window with Chris Paul, okay, you have next year. And then at the very, very minimum, you have the season after that. But to pay Chris Paul $30 million, for four years when he's 36 years old. No one at 40 years old should be making $30 million a year unless your name is LeBron James. And even then, we don't even know how he's going to look at uh, 40 years old. And I say that not to be, you know, not to belittle Chris Paul and to say he's, you know, he, he's deserving of his money. He most definitely is. But we've clearly seen him regress. And if the regression is to continue, how do you justify paying a 40-year-old $30 million? I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, that is all if Chris Paul doesn't retire before then, which is potential, has the potential to happen. Um, Mike Conley is returning to the Utah Jazz on a three-year, $72.5 million deal. Uh, congratulations to Mr. Mike Conley. Kyle Lowry, get this, sign and trade for the Miami Heat. Three years, $90 million. If I'm not mistaken, how old is Kyle Lowry? I'm going to look this up right now. Kyle Lowry is... Come on. 
Kyle Lowry is 35 years old. Yeah, he, he's 35 years old. Um, he's definitely going to be retiring at the end of this Heat contract because I don't see him playing until in until he's f basically 40 years old. Anyway, moving on. More, um, more Heat signings. Duncan Robinson is staying with the Heat. He signed a five-year, $90 million contract, making him the highest paid. No. I'm sorry. That, that was incorrect. Making him making that the largest contract ever signed by an undrafted player. So congratulations to Mr. Duncan Robinson on that momentous achievement. Get your money. I'm all for these NBA players getting their money. All for it. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Tim Hardaway Jr. is returning to the Dallas Mavericks on a four-year, $74 million deal. Congratulations to him. Doug McDermott has signed with the San Antonio Spurs on a three-year, $42 million deal. I already talked about Dwight Howard. I already talked about – no, I didn't talk about Norman Powell. Norman Powell, Norman Powell is uh, going to the Trailblazers on a five-year, $90 million deal. Um, more about the, the young players now. Shea Gilgis-Alexander has agreed to a five-year, $172 million contract extension with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Congratulations, young man. Get your money. You're definitely worth it. This Thunder, hey, I'm this Thunder team, they play their cards right. Hey, I, I don't, that's, that's all I'm going to say. This, this Thunder team drafts right and plays their cards right. We going we 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 damn near see a potential Thunder Dynasty. That's that's in my opinion. Hey, what do I know? You know what I'm saying? Um, Trey Young, five year, two hundred and seven million dollar max extension with the Atlanta Hawks. Get your money, young man. You are worth it. A hundred percent worth it. We see we see how valuable how valuable you are to this team. We know how valuable you are. So get your money. Spencer Dinwiddie is uh, rumored to sign with the Wizards. Kent Bazemore already spoke on him. Blake Griffin is returning to the Nets on a one-year deal. Otto Porter Jr. I am so – can I – I don't want to make this all about the Bulls, but I am. I am so happy that we offloaded Otto Porter's horrible contract when we did because this free agency would not have been possible without offloading – Otto Porter's terrible contract and getting valuable assets in return. So thank you, Bulls front office. Thank you so very much. Uh, anyway, Otto Porter is signing a one-year deal with the Golden State Warriors. Dwayne Dedman is signing. Excuse me. Dwayne Dedman is re-signing with the Heat. Austin Rivers is re-signing with the Nuggets. Alex Caruso, I already spoke on that. He's getting a four-year, thirty-seven million dollar deal. That's pretty damn good, especially when you consider that. Um, the money is, it's it's up. the mo The money is just it's up for everybody. You know, uh, twenty million is uh, I want I want to say twenty five million dollars a year is the new fifteen million dollars a year for uh, a role player. I, I'd say, well, okay, not a role player, but uh, a, a valuable rotation piece. I would say. I don't know if that's any better, but you know what I'm trying to say. The money, the money's just it's up. Uh, I already talked, spoke on Wayne Ellington and Trevor Ariza. Jamichael Green is returning to the Denver Nuggets, two years, $17 million. Zach Collins on to the Spurs, three years, $22 million. Daniel Tice, Rockets, four years, $36 million. Congratulations to him. Definitely deserves that. Uh, Corey Joseph to the Pistons, two years, $10 million. Derrick Rose returning to the Knicks, uh, three years, $43 million. I'm so 
Okay, listen, I am very upset that um, because there were rumors of Derrick Rose returning to the Bulls. And again, here I go making this about the Bulls. Listen, I'm a Bulls fan. I haven't been excited to be a Bulls fan in a very long time. Just let me have this for this episode, okay? I promise I'll return back to normal in the next episode, okay? All right, thank you. Um, I was uh, There were rumors of Derrick Rose potentially wanting to come home, and him coming off the bench would have made a whole lot of sense, especially with the guard talent that we have. I also just feel like that would have been a great move for us and a great move for him um, just to see him back in a Bulls uniform one more, one last time. Um, but unfortunately, he, he's uh, staying with the Knicks, so congratulations to him for three years and $43 million. $43 million. Congratulations to Derrick Rose. Uh, Jeff Green signing with the Denver Nuggets on a two-year $10 million deal. Congratulations to him. Cody Ziller to the Trailblazers. Devontae Graham has signed with the Pelicans. Four years, $47 million. Congratulations to him. Uh, David Nwaba going back to the Houston Rockets. Three years, $15 million. Cameron Payne returning to the Phoenix Suns. Three years, $19 million. I'm very happy for Cameron Payne and the strides that he's made as an NBA player. As we saw, he played he played relatively well in the uh, – no, he played very well in the um, first two rounds of the playoffs, um, just showing how valuable that he was to that Suns team. So uh, I remember the days when he was on the Bulls, and he was not very good. So congratulations to Cameron Payne. And then, again, combined with the move to sign Kemba Walker, the, the, the Knicks signed Evan Fournier to a four-year, $78 million deal. I don't get it. I don't get it. Why? Why? I, I just... I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway, huh, Rashawn Holmes, going back to the Kings, four years, $55 million. Damn, there's a lot of... Sh- there's a lot of free agency signings on day one. Uh, Nicholas Batum, back to the Clippers, two years. Bobby Portis, returning to the Bucks, two years, nine million. Congratulations to you, champ. Tory Craig, Indiana Pacers, two years, ten million. Uh, congratulations to you. Nerlens Noel, returning to the Knicks, three years, thirty-two million dollars. I don't know how they're. Damn, the Knicks have so much cap space. Oh, my goodness, well they had so much cap space. JaVale McGee to the Suns, one year, $5 million. That is a very underrated move. I haven't seen very many people talking about that. I like that move a lot. I like that move a lot by the Suns. Alec Burks, three years, $30 million. Same with the Knicks. I get it. Semi Ojale uh, going to the Bucks on a one-year deal. Gary Trent Jr., congratulations, sir. Three years, $54 million with the Raptors. Reggie Bullock potentially signing with the Dallas Mavericks, three years, thirty million. That's uh, rumored uh, by Shams. Jimmy Butler, uh, four-year, one hundred eighty-four million dollar extension with the Miami Heat. Congratulations, sir. T.J. McConnell, four years, thirty-five million dollars. Congratulations, sir. Jared Allen, returning to the Cavaliers, five years, a hundred million dollars. He's so young and making this much money because he is very, very good. At what he does, he's a he's a he's a fantastic rim protector. He's a fantastic rebounder, and he's pretty damn good on offense as well. Congratulations to Jared Allen, uh, Kelly Olynyk, coming off of a career year. Who would have thought uh, signing to a three-year, thirty-seven million dollar deal with the Detroit Pistons? Congratulations. <sighs> I should have brought my drink in here. I don't. I don't. I usually don't record without uh, a drink in hand. Uh, unfortunately. Um, 
because I'm stupid, I left it in the car. So yeah, excuse me for uh, you know taking a taking a little bit because I have cotton mouth right now. <sighs> Boban returning to the Dallas Mavericks. Sterling Brown returning to the Dallas Mavericks. Solomon Hill returning to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Furkan Korkmaz going back to the 76ers, three years, $15 million. Alex Lynn going to the Kings on a two-year deal. Mo Harkless, Kings, two years, $9 million. Mike Muscala to the Thunder, two years, $7 million. P.J. Tucker to the Heat, two years, $15 million with a player option. And our final two uh, free agency you know, developments on day for, for day one, um, Max Struss, Max Strews, I don't know how you pronounce his name, uh, to the Heat, two years, three and a half million, and Gabe Vincent to the Heat on a two-year deal. Now, are you going to remember any of that? Hell no, you're not. But uh, I would be doing you guys a disservice if I didn't talk about it anyway. And it just so happens that I had a lot to talk about when it comes to free agency. I love free agency time when it comes to the NBA because all of these roster moves just it's, it's the, the game of basketball is so nuanced and to see it being played essentially at the highest, highest level when it comes to um, signing free agents, because that's a skill in of itself. You have to know who to sign. You have to be aware of who you can sign. You have to play around with the cap. You have to um, manage your assets. Well, it's just a, it's it's a game within a game. And I appreciate the game when it's played. Now, for all of this. For all of this uh, glorious free, agent move, free agency moves, we have to speak on a very, very unfortunate situation. Um, this is this is a fumble. This is this is one hundred percent a fumble. Dennis Schroeder, you know, it was there were rumors that he thought he was worth a hundred million dollar contract. Um, there were rumors that he wanted upwards of thirty million dollars a year, and the Lakers offered him. A four-year, $84 million deal that he turned down. Unfortunately, he's not getting shit near that. <laughs> and I'm laughing. I don't want to make it seem like I'm laughing at Dennis Schroeder. I'm laughing at the situation at hand because he grossly, grossly overvalued himself and the year that he had with the Lakers. Um, if you guys are not aware, Dennis Schroeder did actually decline a four-year, $84 million deal for uh, from the Lakers. And it's looking like that he's not even a hot commodity on any team's radar because I don't believe I've seen any rumors of any team signing him for nearly, definitely not as much as that. Um, but it looks like he's more than likely going to sign on some sort of veteran minimum um, because he's definitely not getting a uh, $21 million contract anytime soon by any team, especially not the Lakers, seeing as what they just, uh, you know, what they just did with their roster. So uh, prayers out to Dennis Schroeder. Ain't nothing wrong with him. He just fumbled the bag super hard. Now, moving away from NBA basketball. Oh, wait, no. I can't move away from NBA basketball because I have to talk about Luka. Um, hold on. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. Okay. So, um, you may ask yourself, why am I bringing up Luka Doncic? Well, that's a, uh, that's a, great, that's a great point. Um, I'm bringing up Luka Doncic because, well, number one, he's still tearing it up in the Olympics, so congratulations to him. And there have been rumors swirling that the Mavs are, 
what the hell? I, I can't find it. There have been rumors swirling that the Luke, the, the Mavs are uh, going to offer Luca a five-year, two hundred and five million dollar contract after he's done with the uh, Tokyo Olympics. So, if we are to presume those rumors as true, which I wouldn't see a room uh, a reason as to why they'd be false, Luca's definitely worth the money. Um, I'm gonna extend a. Premature congratulations to Mr. Luka Doncic because that is a hell of a lot of money. And he's definitely worth it. You don't think he's worth it? Then you're stupid. That's all I'm going to say. He's definitely worth that amount of money for the Mavericks to pay him. He's just He just is that. Um, if you've seen some of his Olympic play, um, because I know basketball fans, we haven't, we don't have very much to look forward to in the offseason typically, but the Olympics is one thing. If you've seen his Olympic play, he's been absolutely on fire, damn near single-handedly beating these countries. Um, so, yeah, congratulations to Luca on that potential contract that he's more than likely going to sign. Uh, Team USA men, semis. Uh, what am I doing? What am I doing? That is not how you introduce a topic. <clears throat> Uh, Team USA recently played Spain, in which uh, Ricky Rubio showed why international Ricky Rubio is one of the best basketball players ever. Um, I think he dropped 37, 38 points in a in a loss to Team USA. Um, Kevin Durant was absolutely on fire from the court. He had 27 and shot very, very efficiently from the field. Um, Team USA uh, eliminating a 10-point deficit that they had in the second quarter to tie it up at halftime and eventually win by, I think, like 20 points. It was it, it was it, the game got a little close in the third quarter, but uh, Kevin Durant would not let Team USA lose under any circumstances. So Team USA has moved on to the men's semifinals and they will face Australia, who beat France. I want to say I don't know. I don't know who they beat. I'm not going to lie to you, um, but they're going to face off against Team uh, Australia in the men's semifinals. Uh, if you do not, if you were not aware, the winner of this game will go on to play the in the gold medal match against who we don't know yet. But Slovenia is also in the uh, semifinals. They're just on the other side of the uh, the bracket, and so hold on, I'm, I can actually look up. Okay, so yeah. Um, Slovenia will be playing France uh, tomorrow at 6 a.m. in the uh, is that 6 a.m. Japan time or 6 a.m. I think that's 6 a.m. Japan time. Um, so yeah, Slovenia is going to play France for the opportunity to reach the gold medal game, and Team USA is going to play Australia. The winner of both of those matches will play each other in the gold medal game, and the losers will play for the bronze medal. Um, I think I believe both Team USA and uh, Slovenia both play tomorrow, so we'll see the conclusions of those games tomorrow, as well as we will more than likely have the results of the gold medal match by uh, the next time I record an episode. Moving on, we're going to talk about the Olympics again. I was going to name all of the Olympic uh, medalists for Team USA weekly. Um, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to recap them all at the end uh, because I have no way of tracking who's actually won what. And I would there would be so many repeats that it's not even worth doing it anymore. 
But what I will do is update you guys on the medal count. So in first place, there is China with 32 gold medals, 22 silver medals, and 16 bronzes to total up to 70 total medals. In second place is the United States with 25 gold medals, 31 bronze, uh, excuse me, 31 silver medals, and 23 bronze medals to bring their overall total to a staggering 79 medals, which is the highest medal count in uh, the game so far. If you guys are not aware of the, the way the ranking system goes, is whoever has the most gold medals is up top, then followed by the whoever has the most amount of, uh, the second most amount of gold medals. In the event of a tie, that goes to the amount of total medals, in which case whoever has the uh, higher amount of total medals will be who is uh, on top. So for, instance if both china and team usa had 32 gold medals then the united states would be uh, number one because they have 79 total medals in comparison to china 70. Whew. and in third place is the team that is actually hosting this year's olympics japan with 21 gold medals seven silver medals and 12 bronze medals totaling up to a number of 40. oh uh, my goodness so much to talk about, so much to talk about, so little time. Now, I was going to, um, like I said, I was going to do the medal count weekly or the medalists for Team USA weekly, but I'm not going to do that. There's no way of me um, actually verifying what I said last week. And so I just, there'd be so many repeats and it's not even worth it. I'm just going to do it all at the end when the Olympics are done. So forgive me for that. I know I said I'd do one thing and do another, but, you know, what are you going to do about it? Um, moving on to our final bits of news and a little bit of speculation by me. Uh, NFL news. So unfortunately for Carson Wentz, he just can't seem to stay healthy to save his damn life because he has a foot injury that has somehow, somehow slipped past four of his eagle skins in the past. Apparently, it's an injury lingering from high school that the Eagles were just never, they just never found. And because his foot was resting in a certain position in all four of the scans that he had on his foot when he was a part of the Eagles organization, uh, they couldn't find it. He had to move his foot a certain way um, in order for the Colts to even notice it was there. So that's probably going to be surgery for Carson Wentz. Um, it gets harder and harder to be a Carson Wentz fan every day because it just seems like he just can't catch a break. Um, he had a terrible season last season. Um, he's consistently injured. Even when he is playing, the Eagles, they can't seem to win with him. Um, they won without him when he was an MVP candidate. It's just very unfortunate being a Carson Wentz fan. And... I, uh, I hope he can get healthy before the season because the season starts. The NFL season starts in 36 days. That is 36 days. And you bet your ass I will be covering every single part of the NFL season. Just like I did with the uh, NBA season. <laughs> um, so who are some teams that can sneak into the playoffs? Now... Hold your horses on this because I don't think that the playoffs are as cut and dry as a lot of people are making them out to be. Some teams that we can guarantee is playoff locks, the Packers. They're going to be in the playoffs. We know that Aaron Rodgers is returning, um, and we know that they're going to you know, play 
like they have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. They're going to be fine. The Chiefs, they're going to be in the playoffs. The Browns and the Ravens, I think that those are pretty good playoff locks. Um, the Bills, playoff locks. I just noticed I have only named one NFC team. Um, NFC. Uh, honestly, I don't think I can name too many playoff teams from the NFC that just locks, um, period. Um, the Buccaneers, obviously, they're going to be in the playoffs. We know who their quarterback is. We know what their defense is. We know what their offense is. Um, the NFC East is such a wild card. We don't know who's going to win that division. Um, I'd give it to the Washington football team, but you never know with the NFC East. All those teams fucking suck. Um, <laughs> so negative. No, they don't. <laughs> uh, anyway, what what else am I going to – I, yeah. Besides that, I don't know how many teams are necessarily locks to sneak uh, to not sneak in, but to just make the playoffs. Um, teams that I can see potentially sneaking in are the Bears. I can definitely see them making the playoff push, especially if Trey Trey Lance, especially if Justin Fields, you know, takes the field and absolutely has a fantastic rookie season. Uh, the NFC West, I can potentially see damn near every team in that, you know. Um, division making the playoffs. As for who's going to win it, I don't know, but um, well, no, I know who's going to win it. The Rams are going to win it, but um, the Seahawks, 49ers, and Cardinals are all just so good in their own right. Um, the Vikings, I could see the Vikings potentially sneaking into the playoffs. Um, going back to the AFC, the Patriots could make a surprise run to the playoffs. I don't know. Um, the Panthers, moving back to the NFC again, the Panthers are a very slept-on team. Uh, I think they could make something happen, especially with Sam Donald as their new quarterback and their, you know, bolstered-up, extra-beefy defense. Um, moving back again to the AFC, the Broncos, um, provided that they figure out a quarterback situation that works for them. Uh, they have all of the talent to be a playoff roster. Um, and that's basically it for teams that I think could potentially sneak into the playoffs. I'm probably forgetting some teams, but again, this, this NFL season is going to be very interesting because I don't necessarily know who is the best team out of any particular division besides, say, uh, the end of, uh, excuse me, the AFC West because that's the Chiefs and the NFC South because that's the the uh, the Buccaneers and the NFC North because that's the Packers. I don't know how many of these teams have a clear cut and dry best team. I also forgot the NFC West. That's the Rams, but still, um, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see some of these teams. Okay, I just I also forgot the AFC. Excuse me. I also forgot the AFC East, and that's the Bills. Clearly, are the best team in the division. But you know what I mean. Um, a lot of these teams, a lot of these divisions are up in the air as to who can win them. So. Hey, keep an eye on keep an eye on some of these divisions, man. It's, it's going to be very competitive this NFL season. I'm very looking. I'm very much so looking forward to it. Um, a little bit more of speculation by me. What are the expectations for Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Josh Allen, uh, as well as Baker Mayfield going into next season? We saw we saw Justin Herbert be clearly the best rookie quarterback last season. Um, some people have him projected to be a top 10 quarterback this season. I don't know if I'd go as far as to say that, but uh, the ceiling is definitely very high for Justin Herbert. As far as Joe Burrow goes, I still need to see a little bit more from him. But from what I did see before he got injured, it was very much so promising. Uh, now he's going to have his, you know, his college running mate, Jamar Chase, with him. 
Um, again, I, I hate that move so much. They needed to improve their own line. I don't know why they didn't draft Penae Sewell, um, but they drafted Jamar Chase instead. So, hey, good on Jamar, I guess. Um, but I think Joe Burrow is going to have a, a pretty damn good season. I don't think the Bengals are going to be a playoff team just yet. Partially due to how difficult their division is because they have to compete with the Browns, Ravens, and the Steelers. Especially the Browns and Ravens because I do think that both of them are going to make the playoffs. Um, Josh Allen, do we expect another MVP caliber season from him? I don't know. Do we expect him to you know, firmly jump into the top five of NFL quarterbacks this season? I don't know. What we, I don't I don't know what we do with Josh Allen, but if we get anything close to what we got from last year, then the Bills are going to be playoff contenders and Super Bowl contenders at that. So, moving on to Baker, um, it's 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 tough to say. You know, a lot of people are very high on this Browns team because of their stellar defense. Um, I. I don't want to say I'm down on them, but I just want to see them. I just want to see their defense in action before I call them uh, an elite defense yet. You know, I've seen some people go as far as to say that they're going to be a top five defense in the league. Sure, they might be, but I have to see I have to see something. I have to see I have to see one defensive snap. You know what I'm saying? And then I'll make my decision on what I think the Browns will be for the Browns defense will be for next season. As far as Baker, we're getting Odell back. He's going to be fully healthy come start of the season. Um, If Baker and Odell can, you know, come together and Baker can be what he was in the second half of last season and Odell can be the wide receiver that we know he is a fantastic wide receiver, then this Brown team, this Browns team absolutely has a crazy high ceiling uh, as far as Baker. We know he can be inconsistent. If he can fix up some of his inconsistencies, then this Browns team is going to go wherever he leads them. And that's just the that's just that. Moving on to our final topic. Um, it's not necessarily the most interesting topic, but I have seen, seen some people uh, claim that it can happen. Um, the Buccaneers have a pretty damn easy schedule. So that begs the question, can the Buccaneers go 17-0? And if they go 17-0, can they potentially go 20-0 and win the Super Bowl? Now, I'm going to go on a I'm, – I'm, I'm going to say it right now. I don't think that the Buccaneers are going to repeat. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that if they do make it to the playoffs – not the playoffs. If they do make it to the Super Bowl, they're going to lose. But I don't even think they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. I think that somewhere in the NFC, someone took last season extremely personally, and they're going to make it their mission – to to go to the Super Bowl and win it. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to the Super Bowl next year. So, no, I don't think the, Pe- the Buccaneers are going to go 17-0. Well, that's – I don't know if they play the Packers, but, no, I don't think the Buccaneers are going to go 17-0. I think they're going to have a bad game here and there. They're probably going to go 15-2, maybe 14-3. As far as twenty and zero, no, because if you want, if you want my early, early, super early, doesn't even make sense how early it is. Predictions as to who is going to be in the Super Bowl. Well, I wouldn't be able to tell you for the AFC side, but I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to lead this Packers team to one final Super Bowl, and then he's going to peace out and dip to the Broncos. That's what I think is going to happen. Whew, I was talking for fifty minutes. This episode is a long one. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, <laughs> 
With that being said, that has been this episode of the Four Verticals Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this longer episode. Um, Again, I had to talk about all of the free agency moves in the NBA because, you know, basketball is my favorite sport. I can't, you know, I can't just leave you guys hanging out there. So thank you for listening. Uh, Be sure to tune in the next episode. We have more news, more topics to get into and more of my opinions to give. Uh, Thank you for listening to this episode. Goodbye.